Hi, thanks for joining me. This is Music for the Unmusical, where we discuss all things music for those who have no musical background or training. I'm your host, Sav. This week's episode is on composer Wilhelm Richard Wagner, because May 22nd will be his 207th birthday. He was a composer during the Romantic era of music, which is approximately the 19th century. He wrote mostly operas, but his music has been influential in all areas of music. His name is spelled W-A-G-N-E-R, which, yes, in English, would be pronounced Wagner. But he's German, and in German, the W makes a V sound, so his name is pronounced Wagner. His most recognizable piece is The Ride of the Valkyries from his opera The Ring of the Nibelung. His piece was used as part of the soundtrack in the movie Apocalypse Now and Watchmen. Wagner is also famous for basing his operas on German legends, which is what The Ring of the Nibelung is about, and another one of his more famous operas is based on the Flying Dutchman, but many of his other operas were based on other German stories that were that have been popular for many years. Wagner was born in Leipzig, Germany, and grew up in a pretty artsy family. Some of his older sisters became opera singers or actresses, and after his dad died when he was less than a year old, his mom immediately remarried a man who was also artistic. He was a painter, actor, poet, and but also Wagner didn't do super well in school. He preferred to go see concerts. He also mostly taught himself piano and music composition by studying the works of the masters. Mostly he studied Beethoven, but he did study other people. And studying under composers and conductors such as Christian Müller and Theodor Weinlieg for short periods of time. Richard Wagner also was a total mess of a person and was super good at getting into debt and then running away from his debtors and starting over in a new city where he then became in more debt. Also, when he wrote operas or pieces of music, if he could convince somebody to produce them, it was usually a total disaster and created even more debt that he then had to run from. Furthermore, Wagner was conductor and musical director of a few different theaters, but it always ended bad because he was a pretty hard person to work with. He had a pretty strong personality and wanted everything his way. Wagner also was married more than once, which at that time was pretty scandalous and unheard of. He first married an actress he saw in a play, uh, she was nicknamed Mina, Planner, and they separated 20 years later because Richard became obsessed with one of his rich patron's wife named Matilde, which when the affair became too embarrassing to handle, Wagner fled, he never married her. Um, his second wife was to conductor Hans von Bülow's wife. Cosima, who was also the daughter of Franz Liszt, who was also a conductor and composer at the same time. 
They had three children together, Ava, Isolde, who was presumably named after a character from an opera Wagner wrote entitled Tristan and Isolde, and Siegfried, who also is presumably named after a character in the Ring of the Nibelung. He was also a very political person, and not everyone agreed with his politics. A lot of his works of music and even the few little short essays that he wrote had a lot to do with politics and his music had like hidden political meaning that all of that made people mad. And at one point there was a warrant issued for his arrest and he fled from Germany because of this and was exiled for many years until he was granted amnesty. Wagner was granted amnesty because he had friends in high places that tried helping him throughout his life. One is King Louis II, who was a great admirer of Wagner's work, and he asked Wagner to come to Munich, and he agreed to help finance the production of Richard's The Ring of the Nibelung, and also pay for him to live. The Ring of the Nibelung is based on a med medieval German epic called the Song of the Nibelung, which Wagner had to also tour Europe to get even more funds for this production. The reason why Wagner needed so much money to put this production together for The Ring of the Nibelung, or as it's also called, The Ring Cycle, is that it is super, super long and very involved. It is actually four grand operas that are meant to be performed over three or four days, and they're each several hours long, with very intricate sets and costumes, and tons of musicians are needed to play the music. And Wagner also demanded of King Louis that in order to put this production together, he needed his own performance hall built because, in his opinion, none in the area were good enough. He also had specific accommodations that he wanted for this concert hall or theater. Uh, he had this idea that he wanted the music to just kind of float up into the air, kind of like through speakers now, where you don't see musicians, but you can hear the music. But obviously he didn't have a stereo system in the 1800s. So what he did was he wanted there to be what we call now a pit underneath the stage that the, in, the musicians would sit in the pit to where you couldn't see them and they couldn't distract you from what was going on on stage. So that idea was his. And now almost every production that you go to, whether it's a musical or it's an opera or a ballet, the orchestra sits in the pit now. And that was Wagner's idea. Also, Wagner didn't consider The Ring of the Nibelung to be just an opera that was super long. He considered it to be a music drama, which is a genre of music that he created. 
and that means a music drama is it was supposed to be a poetic drama set to continuous music background that had light motifs and a light motif in German means leading motifs which are just fancy words that mean a little musical idea that represents something or someone or an idea or a feeling about something that comes up throughout the music and sometimes is developed further with character and plot development. Wagner also created a new instrument for this huge music drama slash opera. It's called the Wagner tuba, and it's a mix between a French horn and trombone, but it also sort of looks like a euphonium, which a euphonium is a small tuba, basically. It's not actually a small tuba, but it's basically a small tuba. Another notable achievement that Richard Wagner has is what is referred to as the Tristan Chord from his opera Tristan and Isolde, which is a half-diminished seventh chord, which is just a fancy way of saying a crunchy-sounding chord that is like, when you hear it, you're like, okay, but when is it going to get pretty? You know what I mean? He didn't necessarily create this chord because other composers before him had used it in their compositions. It was how he resolved it, but more importantly, the fact that he didn't resolve it until the end of the opera when, spoiler, Isolde dies, and it was just different. It was out of the box. People hadn't really heard that kind of idea before. Wagner helped create a style that was unique to Germany because it hadn't been done before. He used huge orchestras to create full, rich sounds, and his music is very dramatic, and it gets very loud and then very soft, and it paints a real picture of what he was trying to get across through music and his operas. But also, Wagner's use of German epics, poems, and legends to write music about also created the German sound and ideas that he wanted. Wagner also helped create a new style of opera singing because his orchestras were so big and played so loudly, the opera singers had to sing super loud while also singing very emotionally to keep the audience invested in the story and the storyline. This style of singing is called Wagnerian singing. Richard Wagner was a very hard person to work with while he was alive. He was very moody and a total micromanager who had to have everything his way. But his works included so much expression and emotion that his influence... He has influenced composers even to this day, and his skill in writing every aspect of his operas, from the music to the librettos, which is just the words in the opera, to even set designs is envious, honestly. I encourage everyone to give him a listen when you can, and if opera isn't your thing, he does have two symphonies and some overtures that are super fun to listen to. Thanks for listening. Stay tuned next week for more discussions of music on music for the unmusical.